Halloween Kills coming at you next, everybody. On the off 15 off cast. And, uh, here we go. Alright, so welcome back to another episode of the Noah 15 Allcast. Uh tonight I am joined by Mr. Risk. What's up? And uh of course the illustrious man himself, great Scott. Now we're adding shit to it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh our wild card. How's everybody doing, man? What's new? What what happened this week? Uh, Anything happened? No, not really. So it's a boring week for uh for most of it, I think. I guess yeah. that's fine. All right, good, man. That's good. It's always good to hear. What about you, Scott? No, I'm good. Nothing particular. Yeah. <clears throat> Such exciting moments that you guys live. Mm-hmm. Giving me you guys can so make some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's see. Nothing bad happened this week. Uh Thankfully, the only thing that's pissed me off this week is I'll say this real quick. I got this big um, since we're talking about Halloween tonight, everybody. I haven't even said that, but we're talking Halloween, uh, the film Halloween Kills in particular, but also, you know, just maybe some of the other Halloween flicks, too. I got this big oogie boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas inflatable in front of the house. It's like one of them really big ones, like nine feet tall ones. Yeah. (laughs) It keeps pissing me off, bro. It's just the wind and keeps knocking it over. Keeps ended up in different places. Oh, that's just sucks. He's traveling. Bro, he's like, <laughs> I, I put him next to the tree now. I was like, I don't care if he ends up facing that tree, like leaning on the tree and shit. Like, you know, whatever. You got to go down to the fucking lows and get bigger stakes. No, the stakes are high enough. <laughs> yeah. You aren't dumping any more money into the boogie? No, man. Like mm-hmm. the rest of like my wife killed it this year with the Halloween decorations. She did a whole nightmare before Christmas thing. Got like all the lock, cool. shock, and barrel masks up there. She all got like cool. um, Jack and Sally out there, and like Zero and a projection with like Jack's oh, yeah, face on it. So she's got a bunch awesome. of shit. It, it, she did it up, man. But uh, that Oogie's big picture, me man. I want to see that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, mm. But yeah, man, uh, that's pretty much it. That's the only thing that kind of bugs me this week. Other than that, I've been kind of excited for this episode because, you know, we got a new Halloween movie, which was uh, yeah. Halloween. Halloween kills. Kill him. Before we go down that route, I'll kick it off real quick. A little bit about Halloween kills. So the director of the film was David Gordon Green. He also directed Pineapple Express, Stronger, Your Highness, and uh, Halloween 2018, which was like, I guess, the reimagining of the series was, was that what you yeah. would call it um, sequel to the original yeah. there you go 
and uh, it was written originally by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. The film story was written for this one by Scott Teams, who also wrote The Quarry, The Evening Sun, and Rectify. Uh, the release year, obviously, uh, 2021. The budget was $20 million. And the current box office as of this moment is 56 million domestic, if 65 million worldwide. I would add an asterisk that this was also a streaming at the same time as it came out the theater. So maybe yeah. that might, uh, who knows what those numbers look like uh, as opposed to what, uh, how much that will actually affect the bottom line. Like how many people subscribe just to see it at home. Yeah. Peacock's yeah. cheap as fuck. It's not going to affect shit. Hey man. I know. But, it might add up five dollars, yeah. you know, times a hundred million people. Or <laughs> I don't know. I don't think yeah. they had that many subscribers. Yet, I mean, but... I I subscribe to it so I can watch it. So they got me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. Uh, Ethan, Did, uh, uh, with... much good question. Go Danny McBride not have a role in the writing of this one? It's in the credits. It's in the oh, credits. I yeah, sure. I thought he did, but I, I wasn't sure. He's well. He's not the main writer though. The main writer, right? Is, uh, yeah, Scott Teams. That's why. Danny McBride. And... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Danny McBride and David Gordon Green did have a lot to do with getting this whole thing going again. Started, so that, yeah. That, yeah, that's for sure. Because they sat down with John Carpenter. I find that fascinating. Yeah, tell them the story. So, no, you're, you're right, man. He, he had a lot to do with it, too. Um, all right, cool. Uh, Ephraim, you want to hit us with the main players? All right. Um, so I'll start out with Jimmy Lee Curtis, the OG, Laurie Strode. Um, she's a... Uh, Seen in trading places back in the 80s with Eddie Murphy, also in a fish called Wanda, Drew Lies with Schwarzenegger and Fog. Uh, yeah, she, been, she was in Knives Out a few years ago. That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Julie Greer plays her daughter, Karen. Uh, she can be seen in Jurassic World, Cursed, Ant Man, and the uh, 2013 remake of Carrie. Nice. She was in that one? Yeah, she, she was one, one of the teachers, I think. Okay, okay. And then I'm going to put you this last name. Andy Matichik. Sounds good. Yeah. I'll go with it. (laughs) She plays Allison. Um, She was also seen in uh, Orange is the New Black on Netflix. I watched that. I don't remember seeing her. Uh, Underground Assimilates, and she'll be seen in the upcoming Halloween Ends next year. See how that plays out. Yeah. Will Patton plays Officer Hawkins. You can also be seen in Swamp Thing, a 2019 version of that TV series. Uh, Armageddon, The Mothman Prophecies, Gone in 60 Seconds, and Remember the Titans. Yeah. Then there's Anthony Michael Hall, classic 80s guy, he plays Tommy Doyle from the original Halloween. Yeah. Uh, he's also seen in Dark Knight, Foxcatcher, Edward Scissorhands, and yeah, personal favorite from the 80s, 16 Candles. It's uh, one of the all time greats. What about the yeah, Breakfast great. Club? Yeah, Breakfast Club too. Yeah, for sure. A few of them. Uh, the Nick Castle, well, playing the shape, Mike Myers is uh, Nick Castle, Aaron Armstrong, and James Jude Courtney as the shape for Michael Myers. Nice. Yeah, let's run it real quick, man. Do 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 the wheel. Today, one of these lucky contestants will win right here on Wheel of Names! Okay! Yeah! All right. So, you know I had to do something special for tonight because it is the Wheel of Names um, and it is Halloween. So, uh, let me show you guys what the Wheel of Names is looking like tonight. 
so yeah. okay whoever it lands on has to do the 30 second challenge as Loomis at first I thought it was like everybody playing somebody plays Loomis <laughs> so uh, me as Loomis Ephraim as Loomis or Scott as Loomis Michael <laughs> if Scott gets it you're gonna have to pull oh, that mic is that you? <laughs> Michael Michael <laughs> Is it too close still? No, that's good. No, I'm saying if you end up... <laughs> I want to do it anyway. <laughs> All right, I'm going to spit it. <laughs> spit it six times. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Oh, man. Keep going. Keep going. Fucking Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. The wheel has landed on Scott, and uh, Dr. Scott Loomis is going to hit us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so here you go, man. Um, Do it. Whenever you're ready. I'm ready as Ephraim. I'm going to get. Ephraim, you want to give him a countdown? Three, two, one. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. T minus 30 seconds. Following the events of 2018 Halloween, Michael Myers is still on the loose. He's on the rampage. It doesn't really sound like me, but I'm under distress. I wasn't even there. It's the ghost of Loomis. That's the problem. Michael's out killing motherfuckers. He survived the fire. He killed a fireman. He killed everyone. No one can... They all tried. The whole town tries to stop him. You saw the trailer. What are they going to do? Michael! (laughs) That was awesome. That was awesome, man. That was great. Uh, (laughs) So... I know we're talking about Halloween kills, Scott. You said right away off the bat you wanted to get into the shape issue. What's up with that? Well, we we can discuss it later. You sure? Unless you want? To. Yeah. It, okay. It's up to you. What'd you think, man? What'd you think about the movie, uh, Scott? In general, I like what it leads up to. You know, like towards the end there. I know I always jump to the end, so I'll avoid specifics. But it leaves Michael on the loose again. Obviously, there's another sequel. Everyone knows that. But the nature of Michael's seemingly supernatural abilities they kind of break it down in the hospital like the thorn shit is going to be explained in the next one i'm thinking yeah, it left so? me pretty excited for it yeah all right that's one that's one take What'd yeah you think, i was Eva? curious about that too uh about the whole curse of thorn angle i mean it could be i know they talked like when the 2018 they want to make them more of a man more realistic but mm-hmm. Uh, by all accounts, this movie right here, that's anything but, you know? So, exactly. And what's going to explain that, you know? Yep. What did you think? Did you like the movie overall, uh, Ephraim? Me? Uh, I did, actually. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. It uh, mm-hmm. didn't flow as well as the first one mm-hmm. for me. But but then I, I take a step back and I think, like, this is the, the middle, right? It was already said when the sequels were announced it was going to be two more. I know the ending is kind of abrupt. And I guess that's to be expected if it's going to be closing out with another film. There was some writing like that that was kind of in a couple parts, some things. Some of the actors were a little bit out there. But overall, if you're looking at it like a trilogy, I thought it was uh, it was a fun film, a fun okay. horror flick. All right. And it's always fun to see, you know, Michael killing people, though. Yeah. So my take is I feel like they were trying to make him into Jason in this movie. the rob zombie films i said that yeah and mm -hmm. leads into that more um 
that was one thing I didn't like about this film. Is that yeah. some of the kills are kind of overboard? Because Michael's usually the type type of killer who gets in, just fucking walks away. That's it. He doesn't like the mm-hmm. scene where he <laughs> he killed the lady with the with a tube light and killed her mm-hmm. husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was already yeah. pretty much dead. Yeah, it was a freaking yeah, exactly. You went pin cushion like like five more nights. Yeah, it was like that didn't that didn't feel like Michael to me. That felt like Jason, you know. Yeah, Yeah. it was cool to watch, but it just didn't it didn't feel like him. And um, other kills weren't as bad as that, but they're definitely more brutal. And Michael's had brutal kills in the grand scheme of the series and stuff, you know. But that one just stood out to me in particular. That's what I think, man. I I I just felt like in general. Um, it's a, this Michael feels different than the last film, and I guess if they're trying to show character growth in a way, maybe that might be the reason why. Um, based like on what happened really in the twenty off. the twenty eighteen <laughs> film as opposed to this one, but also like I just feel like they messed with what made the reimagining right. good by trying to add too much in a way, and it was almost like some of the story was like my favorite Halloween, which I'll mention later. Which mm-hmm. was like how they got the mob involved, and they wanted to get after Michael. Everybody wanted to say like, "This is the night evil dies." Like everyone kept saying it, and it's like, "Yeah, yeah. no." It well, not r- a few it people like really saying. got into it right away. Yeah, and they the did. rest of the crowd was kind of like, "What's going on?" But no, but I mean, they're all they're just mobs up, mm-hmm. like mob mentality. Lost it, yeah. And so that's one of my of the insurrection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I felt like. Without giving away any specifics, too, I felt like they had an ending that would have been more uh, compelling to me than what they ended up going with. You know, spoilers. If they would have just left it where they beat up Michael and he was on the ground and he was knocked out, and let's say they get him and bring him back to what asylum, whatever, wherever they're going to mm-hmm. take him back, and then set up the next film to actually delve into the character, the shape more, I think that would have been doper than, okay, no, he's supernatural fucking jason Voorhees now gets up after all this shit that happens to him and kills all these people you know and it's like okay y'all kind of lord of the rings me right there with this shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah came with another ending you know what i'm saying so i guess because there's another movie planned they had to do something like that story-wise they felt like but i think that kind of messed with it a little bit too i can elaborate on my on my views Mm -hmm. in a minute but what did you guys think about the flashback I thought that was kind of cool, actually. Uh, yeah, I thought the effects were better than I expected. Yeah, like when they first let's uh, show the cop talking about or Hawkins, right? He's talking about the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and then when he sees Michael after the little Lonnie bumps into him, mm-hmm. and I just I was laughing when he's walking back to the house and Hawkins yelling at him, "Stop!" and he shoots at him like two or three times and totally misses him. Like, well, where are these pipe the training at to shoot? <laughs> like. And and the same place as the damn stormtroopers, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I'm just laughing. Like, Jesus Christ, shoots worse than Mr. Magoo, dude. <laughs> that was terrible. <clears throat> but um, it was cool to see, like at the end of that flashback, or they might have went back to it again at some point a little later. We see Loomis and everything, or the the guy mm-hmm. portraying him, which I thought did yeah. a really good job. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. That when shit I first looked seen awesome. It, I thought it was like a cg thing or something you know see that that <clears throat> was probably one of the coolest parts in this movie and i would say yeah like, i was surprised i had no idea that they were doing that you know 
Yeah. yeah. So, the Michael uh, looked that, fucking cool too, but the main thing was Loomis. I wanted to know if you guys thought that was a dude in makeup or CGI. I'm saying makeup. It's a guy in makeup because uh, I read on it after, but when I yeah. first seen it, I yeah. thought it was CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know what it was, dude, because it looked it looked so crazy to me. Because I literally was, uh, I think I was watching <clears> with my wife, and I actually looked over. I was like, I was like, how did they do that? Because it looked too good to me to be CGI, mm-hmm. and obviously it wasn't yeah. CGI. But that's what I was yeah. like. I was like, how did they do that? Because it looked it looked really good. So okay. they popped it in there. And I was thinking maybe they used old footage and they maybe blended it in there somehow. Right. Yeah. Like, that's it yeah, looked so good. So, yeah. Here's something, though, that you guys may not know. Robert Loja was originally attached to the project in 1968. He stepped down from the role of Dr. Loomis after rumors of sexual misconduct, specifically Oof. a string of where he choked out prostitutes with a belt. It landed him <laughs> in police custody. Oh, in no. Oaklawn, California. Robert Loja. Robert Loja. <laughs> no, the man. dude from Scarface was going to be yeah. Dr. Loomis? He was. Get That's out of here. Look, he doesn't believe it. Wasn't there someone else who passed on the Loomis role? Oh, I feel like there was someone else I was reading about recently. I can't remember who now. Who else was up to play Dr. Loomis? Let's see. So was that totally unbelievable? Like, yeah, like that's, that's... Uh, Robert Loja did that? No, I don't believe it, man. He, got it, probably, it he probably went method for his... Uh, <laughs> His role as Frank is Scarface and fucking yeah. <laughs> hard to break, hard to break the habit. Ephraim, could you see anybody else playing Loomis? No, I, I can't. You know, it's so iconic to him. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's like seeing somebody else play Ash and Evil Dead, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be nuts. It was offered to, wow, yeah, these, are, these are pretty solid choices, I think. So it was also offered to Peter Cushing to play Dr. Loomis. And okay. uh, also, also Christopher Lee. That's what, yeah. Christopher Lee is the one I know about. Okay, I heard yeah. that. Yeah, I think he could pull it off too. But I don't know. It's it's always that, you know. It's always that uh, who you see first kind of thing mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, you know? I know. It's hard to see someone else. That first film because his daughter likes Uncle's uh, Assault on uh, Precinct Thirteen. Yeah, blanking out here. <laughs> and uh nice. so that's why he did it. Like he didn't care for that first, but I guess he got into it after. So another I think, thing. Uh, do you guys think Tommy Doyle is like the same name as the Tommy from Friday the thirteenth, part six, the new beginning, since there's so much similarities here? Uh, <laughs> was that Tommy's also named Tommy Doyle? No, his name was uh no, was something else. else. Was it? It might have been. No, no, I can't. I can't remember. It wasn't Tommy. Tommy no, it was Tommy. It was Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis. There you go. I just didn't think much of that scene. Did you guys think much about that bar scene? The first bar scene. Um, I guess as a way to, to reintroduce the characters from the original sure. Halloween. I guess a little bit. Yeah. Tommy wasn't because it was an original actor, but but that's what I, what I think of when mm-hmm. that scene came up. Like that Lonnie guy was, they made a new survivor. He right, was getting right. picked on by those ugly fucking Mulaney kids. <laughs> and then later, Michael Michael pops up on him when he's on the sidewalk. And my one note is like, no one ever shits or pisses himself when they get cornered by the monsters like this. Like, <clears throat> I might shit my pants if Michael Myers fucking <clears throat> cornered me in the house or something. You. Yeah. No, nah, man, he's like a bear. Like, you see, Lonnie had the right idea. When Michael comes up on you, just play dead. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. To a bomb. Play, dead. play dead and hope he doesn't fucking kill you <laughs> can't see you through the mask so he, he he's like a t-rex right. he only sees mo- motion and shit he'd start running mm-hmm. he's gonna come after your ass 
uh that's the one thing about this movie i I do miss i feel like i really loved about the 2018 version was the whole stalking aspect the the methodical part of the shit that they did in that movie like totally out the window in this one it's almost like all right you know what they know i'm here i'm gonna come out jason aspect and just walk up kill kill like a hundred fucking firemen all of a sudden and shit and like walk Mm -hmm. away Come on, man. Firemen are pretty big dudes, tough dudes most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just walked yeah. through their asses like paper mache. He <laughs> yeah, he fucked them up. Murder Batman Badly. is what I wrote. Yeah. And that's such a cool like, scene, though. See him walking out the house when he just walks through the doorway. Yeah. Like, that was pretty cool looking, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. It's a new era, dude. What'd you say? People, that's what people want. Like, look at what, what did we like the most about Malignant? I thought it was the <laughs> character and the violence. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think I think it's a little different because that's a new character though, and I think mm-hmm. people people expect more out of Michael Myers in Halloween. Now, like hardcore fans might more of the traditional, like what he yeah. did in the park. Yeah, and yeah. then he's yeah, slipping. He's getting fucking old. He didn't see that bitch hiding in the park. That lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he totally missed it. <laughs> totally walked right by her on the path. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the little bridge. There's no snapping twigs underneath her her feet to alert him. Or hot headed breathing. Right. Um, did you guys how do you guys think this one compared to like some of the other films? I'll, uh, I'll say like even originals or you know, newer iterations. Oh, like or, one through eight or whatever. Or whatever, or <clears throat> even the zombie flicks. Uh he reminded me th- this film in particular, that this might remind me of Zombies Myers a little bit. Not quite as brutal, but brutal nonetheless. I think Curse of Michael Myers had some pretty cool kills too, if I remember correctly. I remember mm-hmm. bashing some guy's face in to do some bars. <laughs> he knocked the whole thing down. That played on mm-hmm. the supernatural strength of him, also, you know, but that looked pretty painful. Maybe they let him be a little bit loose with the kills and things like mm-hmm. that. And hopefully they do get back to the, like I said, the stalking prey aspect of what Michael's usually about, you know? Because mm-hmm. I would like to see that. I know they always talk about this film being uh, really brutal. So at least they didn't lie about it or they made us know or let us know what we were in for. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene that pissed me off was when they're in the hospital and the uh, penguin dude from the insane asylum yeah. comes and, they, and they're thinking he's Michael Myers. I'm like, this dude is not, Michael Myers is tall. He's tall. Mm-hmm. And it's Mickey Myers, when, man. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Myers. And spoilers, when they, pocket <laughs> Mike, you know, and when. Pocket Mike. <laughs> And spoilers, you know, when, when the guy dies, you know, and yeah. Allison or, you know, Karen Stone, it's not him, you know, mm-hmm. and they're down there looking at the dude on the pavement and Tommy's looking at saying, how are we supposed to know it wasn't him? You know, he always had a mask. I'm like, because he's fucking tall, you idiot. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, how, how, and the, what pisses me off even more is the Internet is alive and well in this movie. You're going to tell me that no one seen Michael Myers' face on the internet? Yeah, because it was on the TV. They <laughs> couldn't double check. Facebook profile and shit. <laughs> Google images on that ass? Oh, I think like, that like fan, <laughs> fan pages and, and shit, right? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. there's got to be, you know, details out there with his height and all that kind of shit. Or mm-hmm. even shit what Dr. Loomis could have had before he died, a book or something, notes and all that. Well, they mm-hmm. showed the two faces in the bar. They did, yeah. On they the did TV. That. And you think people but, would be like, that's him. The big fucking one. Yeah, that, that whole thing. Like, dude, you know, he was fucking tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what, what about you, Scott? So I liked, I liked everything you can... about it. 
they scaled up the violence intentionally, you know, just like his methods, because they explain it like almost all this killing is ritualistic. And I think it leads into the thorn thing. Like the more he kills, the stronger he gets. Stronger he gets. And then the more violent he's going to become because he's like, he's overwhelmed with like primal energy. Like he's feeding off of not only killing people, but their violence that they're doing onto him. It's like he gets stronger after they whip his ass. Mm. He hungers for plasma. But doesn't that kind of go against what the directors were saying they were trying to do with Michael? Like make him more real? Yeah, it does. So that's mm-hmm. so like I'm curious to see if they go with that the thorn theory or something else. That's why that's why I was confused at the end, honestly. <clears throat> you know? Mm-hmm. Um I mean it's not impossible for them to change their mind in between things and but it's well, just a little odd. Here's the thing, like well, the shape deal. Mm-hmm. The reason why they call them the shape originally is because that's what they would use, like the pagans would call spirits shapes, mm-hmm. you know, shapeless things. And that was the concept of it. And I was thinking that they're going along the lines. They've always called them the shape because there was some intent of supernatural power to them mm-hmm. because he does take so much, you know? Yeah, he does. And like, it's to the point where it's like, he's like a fucking murder demigod. Yeah, that's true. And the main thing is, like, I think that that fucking doctor in the first one and even those two podcasters, they basically helped him escape mm-hmm. to the point where it's like they could be. Oh, cultists. yeah. You could easily write two scenes that establishes they were fucking thorn cultists. They helped that shit take place. You know, not hard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely could that do that. That would be a uh, cool way to bring that back from the original. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things is Robert Loja was the original inspiration behind the use of the term the shape to describe Myers in the script. No way! Oh, really? love... No, that's no, a fucking was... lie, dude. Oh, I'm like, what are you? And then saying? I was gonna say, next in October, no. October thirty first no. of two thousand eighteen, <laughs> the grave of Robert Loja was disturbed, and women up and down the Pacific coast reported being choked and sexually penetrated by a shapeless form of dark energy. <laughs> no, I thought I thought you were gonna say. That originally they were going to use a mask of Robert Loge instead of a mask of William oh. Shatner. <laughs> oh my God. That would have been shitty. <laughs> it would have been half bald. It wouldn't have been as cool. <laughs> bald mask. Because that's one thing. He had his hair slicked back. Where yeah, the old yeah. ones he had a big fucked up afro. Oh man. And it would look funny when he'd fucking stalk people. Because <laughs> he looks like a fucking drunk. So comparing this one, Scott, to the other Halloween films, how, where do you put it? Like, is it, you know, do you have some recency bias for it? I, because I don't it just like, came out? I don't like that it negates Halloween 2. I mm-hmm. thought that 1 and 2 were a good story together. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that you had to rewrite everything. Like, it, the flashback implied, like, he got up and disappeared from Lori's house and went straight home. And then the cops found him. That's what I understood right. it as. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how I took that, too. Yeah. Like they still mentioned Ben Tramer and all that, and wasn't Ben the EMT in the second one and everything? Mm-hmm. You know, like they could have brought him in the first one too. Though. Yeah, that's just, what I thought too originally. That it was, I thought it, they were keeping that in place, and that this, you know, this 2018 took place after, you know, the hospital. Yeah, but and Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd must have said "fuck no" to coming back as Tommy Doyle when he heard "Evil Dies Tonight." <laughs> I like that part. I I could see what they were getting at. It slows the movie down a little bit, but it does. Yeah, I think it made for a good scene at the end when they roll up on a motherfucking ice cream truck ready to whip his ass. Yeah, fucking lynch mob, man. <laughs> lynch mob was in an ice cream truck. I thought that was, was... hilarious, dude. Yeah, <clears throat> that part to me was a little bit. Yeah, that's probably the only part I didn't like. 
like after that like when he and just... then you see the sheriff sit on the stairs after all this guy's parading <laughs> and shit yeah, his cowboy yeah. hat like worthless out of breath it's all a post today someone said he was the most used to sheriff in Read, the reading his cinema <laughs> reading his fucking notes he took some notes that's about it yeah uh, so we'll see if uh, he redeems himself yeah i mean i i i compare it i do compare it a little bit to my personal like my personal fave i love part four man that's like my favorite halloween and it's probably because it's okay. like michael came back after you know we didn't see him in part three but michael comes back in part four and after you know the first two original films and that was like the return of michael myers and i think as yeah. a kid when i saw that and it was like late 80s i think right oh yeah and, you're pumped and scared at the same time yeah dude it was like oh shit he's back and that shit that you know in the beginning with uh jamie you know yeah and the, the only thing i'll say about part four is i hate the mask in part four i, I don't like the mask in part four but no, um, mass and Molson pretty bunk except for the and, first two. And you have Loomis, and you know you have him coming back, and yeah. Um, this one <laughs> reminds me the mob part and like how the whole town wants to come out and you know take care of Michael Myers, similar to that movie. Was that part four too, or was that part five? Yeah, getting them mixed up. That was part four. It was at the end. Four, of okay. Four. You know, I like shotguns yeah. and all that shit. They yeah. did that shit in part two as well. They hit that yeah. boy with the fucking station yeah. wagon or a cop car. That's true. And his ass yeah, my, w- my wife's favorite is part two for sure. She was like, <laughs> she said for the reason of she wished she could work at a hospital like that that was dead as hell all the time, <laughs> except uh, without Michael Myers. With no murderer, <laughs> <laughs> except with my, without Michael Myers in there. So I thought that that's was awesome. Funny. But yeah, that's why I kind of compared to that a little bit, and the ending would have made more sense to me that way than what they did because now it's like i guess i guess we'll see man you know like you said it, it is um like i was telling someone they asked me what would i rate it right i was like ah, i'd give it like two out of four stars or if it was out of like 10 right. i'd give it a five out of 10 and they were like oh right. is that bad i was like well listen like any horror movie that's a five it's still worth watching that's what that's True. the way i rate horror films like if a horror movie's like a five then yeah you can check it out you'll still enjoy it for what it is it's it's a fun time <clears throat> But it's not like the best. It's not like the worst. But you know, it's kind of like eh. And I guess it's it's part of a trilogy. I guess we'll see. I'm not gonna go the Star oh, Wars route with it, you know, where like the Last Jedi was the middle film, and everyone was like, "Fuck, you know, we'll see what happens after this one." <laughs> I know. That's you the know? hard part of having different directors too, and you know, if you're doing a trilogy or something, because then you got their ideas and all that. But it's not one vision. Mm-hmm. At least with this, it's it's them, you know, right. <clears throat> Yeah. What are you, what are your guys' thoughts on the Myers house and its role in this one specifically compared to the rest of them, the way they've established it? Do you think they rented that house or like they owned it? The dudes that were living there? No, the Myers family. Because it would be fucked up if they only rented for a short time and Michael kept going back there like <laughs> Well, cause it no, nah, because you know how they had a couple that were it. living there in the in the new one. Yeah. Um, yeah you know it was it was for Mad TV. Yeah. Michael yeah. McDonald. That fucker's Look funny. You got killed uh Little bitch just standing there screaming, Michael, you came home. <laughs> yeah. See, I was going to say, those guys could have been cultists as well. Who fucking decks out the Myers house and just chills in it? I wouldn't yeah, want to live in a murder house, dude. Seemed pretty happy to be living there. Yeah. Big John. Yeah. <laughs> it's meta now. It's probably a tourist destination. Big John got pretty bad. Like a yeah, the... <laughs> Airbnb and all that shit. Myers house. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's the Myers house. Come stay here. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's probably they were probably renting it. I don't know, man. That's, a, that's mm-hmm. an interesting question. I feel like that the house always does have um, some. Symbolic. It's kind of like a, a horror trope with like the main, you know, horror villain like the house. Like you have Freddy's house, you have Jason's cabin, you got with Michael lake, Myers' yeah. house. Like yeah, you you have these places where they have some kind of prominent role in the film like some center role like either it all comes back to that place because that's where it all started in michael's case right. i think mm-hmm. so, and they, they kind of allude to it in the new movie where they talk about the story after he stabbed his sister he just stood there and stared out the window like for a while he said and reflected yeah. on his murder uh karen just like he killed his sister right mm-hmm. and then uh at the end yep. then he was looking out the window and laura was yep. looking out the window on the other side as if they're staring at each other from afar. See, I think it would have like, been cool if. Is it because Lori... people moved in his house? He just didn't like it. It's, a, it's all boiled <laughs> down saying, to like, like, like. I want to be house. left alone with my thoughts, Steve or I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would have been cool, like if at the end Lori made it over there and saw uh, Karen getting killed. Oh, you know, yeah, and then she would have had even more motive. To come at him, you know, the next film, you know, because now we gotta wait till next film for her to find out. I just thought it would have ended better that way, for me, because mm-hmm. we didn't really get to see Lori do any interaction with Michael in this movie, you know. So I, they, I yeah, like they could at least give us that at the end. That's one of my things. Like, and also, I was like, this film doesn't really have a star in it. It's just a a, a night of events Michael. that jumps from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a the main one yeah. doing shit, but like, you don't have a real protagonist it's like jumping just mm-hmm. from different you know circumstances throughout the night you know different yeah people. from tommy to Lindsay to lonnie yeah mm-hmm. you know, the, the moms and the daughter and so is tommy that wanted like, to be that white savior and i think that was the whole <laughs> point of tommy is like it, it's not about you the white knight yeah yeah he was angry mm-hmm. he was he wanted to be recognized acknowledged he said he'd go down swinging, but he kind of got struck the fuck out, is what I wrote in my notes. He looked scared <laughs> shitless when Michael had the bat in his hand. Uh huh. To oh, be yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. Did you guys have like a favorite kill on this one? It's a good question. I think the weirdest one <laughs> is the fact that skeleton mask he killed that kid for that skeleton mask when he's standing behind the car it's off camera the mask from halloween three right yeah oh yeah yeah good point all three of those yeah a little cameo in there little silver shamrock Two more days to Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Two more days to Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Two more days to Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Two more days to Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Only two more days, kids, but that's plenty of time to choose one of the big Halloween three. They're fun, they're frightening, and they glow in the dark. Two more days, 48 hours, and remember to watch the horathon, 9 o'clock, Halloween night. Two more days to Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Two more days to Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Two more days to Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Two more days to Halloween, Silver Shamrock. So he kills kids now. That yeah. Did you, you said that right? Or off screen? No, no man. 
That's one right. thing. Like he, that's why he left Lonnie alone. I was like, okay, you know, Michael don't kill kids. That was like always one of his things. Like, he's maybe he was kid. an older kid. <laughs> maybe he was a teenager. Maybe teenager he had right hair. Game. He had hair on his. Nose, you're 15 so. and older. You're your game. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He killed maybe teenagers. He always killed yeah, he teenagers. Kills teenagers. Like, right. But not the kids. Yeah, not the kids. Right, babysitter murders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I like to uh, the kill with the uh, big John Stud. That was pretty brutal. The the not the thumbs to the eyes and all that. Oh, oh yeah, man. big John. Yeah, and that kind of reminded me of uh, was it Halloween where he's in the back of the uh, ambulance and sticks his head his thumb through somebody's forehead. That's uh that's part four. Four? Okay. Yeah. That was that's one of the cool. It reminded me of that a little bit. Uh, all right. Cool. Um, How about you, man? What was yours, Caesar? I think it was, I mean, it's kind of anticlimactic, but I guess, I guess the most impactful one, I think, throughout the whole film was probably the one at the very end, man. Yeah. When he kills uh, Karen. Her uh, daughter. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I was like, what is going on here? You know, I just felt like I was like, at that point, I was like, oh, man, you know, it was just like, kind of took like uh, the air out of the room at a, in a way. It was like, okay. So what's what's gonna happen next? Yeah, kind of yeah and he was in there where everybody's still downstairs. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, yeah, man. Like he teleported he in there. Yeah, like <laughs> Jason. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Jason could teleport. But I thought it was really cool. Uh, whether you got that beat down from the mob, from the lynch mob, after he was stabbed in the back and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back he goes up to shoot him one last time. He's kind of like snaps back in action. He's like. Just Told he just grabs that knife out of his back like a freaking ninja, grabbing out of his sheath and everything, and just went to town. It was insane. <laughs> went to- it was brutal. It was pretty cool to see. But man, I was like, "Whoa, that's kind of cool." Kind of new for Michael. Was kind of spry. New? Was he in was that, that mob? No, she was no. dead already. She, she was at the hospital, wasn't she? She's in the hospital. Lindsay. Yeah, she survived. She, oh, you all remember they wheeled her they wheeled her into the hospital after they found her. Oh crap, you're right. Yeah, because that's yeah. when uh we meet up with Lori and uh yeah. Karen. Yeah. Cause she's gonna be in the next one. I know that. Yeah, she yeah. fucked him up with a pillowcase full of bricks. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she deserves to live. She fought pretty fucking hard. She's, she, she's gonna she hid, man. You know what kill had me <laughs> laughing? What? Uh the nurse that was in the car, um not the original nurse from the original movie, but the other one. Uh, the one that shot herself? Black woman. You know what he, she, her again. Can't shoot for shit. Taking out every window mm-hmm. and uh, gets right next to him. Michael kicks the door open and hits her hand with the gun yeah. and splits around and shoots herself in the neck. So dumb, man. <laughs> right yeah. oh shit. God, I was dude. dying with that. I was like, oh, man. Was, yeah. Yeah, he's like fucking special forces in this one. Yeah. Dude. Oh, and then he's yeah. like breaking the windows uh in the car trying to get the original nurse. And then she locks the door <laughs> with the fucking windows. Windows uh-huh. broken yeah. open. I'm like, uh, what are you locking the doors? And for? then she shoots all the other windows Don't out. Don't ever get me now. Uh, yeah, she does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who does that? I was thinking to myself, who shoots the windows out? Why aren't you trying to get out? Again, like it's the whole Jurassic Park situation here. You got T Rex outside, and you're not gonna, you know, open the windows for him. You're not gonna like make all these <laughs> movements and noises. That's why Lonnie survives. I'm telling everybody right now. You know, Michael Myers is like T Rex or a bear. Don't move, and you're safe. Just don't make any movements, sudden movements, and you'll leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, 
he shanked that big John in the armpit like he was getting ready for prison before he broke out, just in case. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of prison, cool. while he waited arraignment, Robert Loja met a young black youth and aspiring rapper Luke Skywalker while in custody. Loja allegedly <laughs> branded the group Two Live Crew after he wrote the lyrics for Fuck Shop on the walls of his jail cell in blood before being released into sex rehab. <laughs> what? <laughs> you guys didn't know that shit? <laughs> I learned something. Learned something new with you every time we're on. Yep. <laughs> this is a stupid one. I was I was trying to run this by Caesar, but I just said fuck it. I'll tell it. Oh, that's it shot. for the Robert Loja shit. That's hilarious. good. Sinister music at where they redid the theme this time. I thought, yeah, yeah, pretty uh, awesome. That's one thing I do like about these films. Is, uh, pretty great. Lonnie yeah. said he he creeps, he kills, he goes home. Yeah. He called it. You know, now that you mentioned it, Scott, like maybe that's the only thing that could explain what's going on in this one to me is if there is some cult like angle on it. Because definitely the doctor that took over for Loomis in the 2018 uh, film, yeah. like definitely could have, he has a little cult of feel to him. Like he oh, has he to did, see yeah, him in action. Sure. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe that's what they're going to end up doing, man. That's a, that'll explain it. And um, my thing about the house and the cult is what do cults do? They fucking summon demons. Mm. And just like before, you know, it could have happened in the house <clears> and <throat> in this iteration of the movie. Mm-hmm. They could have just fucking possessed this kid when he was six years old. They could have held a ritual in his fucking basement. His parents could have been pagans for all everyone knows. And that's why he killed her because he's fucking possessed. Mm. Interesting. Michael. That's how I would write advice. it. Makes sense. It does. Overall, I fucking really enjoyed this. I'd say it was more like a seven or eight out of ten for me. Yeah, I'd go with a seven. Right. Me, I think I'm gonna go. Is eight. it your? I like. Is it, it your? Than... Is it your favorite Halloween of all time? No, no. The, the previous one is. But the together, they feel like they feel like one movie together. So. That, yeah, just like part. I'll say that. Felt like one film together. Oh, more than the originals. No, I still like yeah. the original. It's still my favorite. I do like these two films. Probably more than any other one still though. Okay. Even with Michael being pretty brutal. Nice. I was saying the the pagan thing or the curse of throne would be cool, but um, it would also be cool just to have him again just be mysterious. Nobody knows why this fucking happened. Nobody knows this, why he is the way he is, which was the intent of the first one. He just was what he was. Yeah. And got shot and stabbed and all kinds of shit, and he just got up and walked away. Like how? Mm-hmm. You know. So it could yeah. go either way. Yeah, for we 40 years, that's how everybody took it as he's a dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. For the better part of 40 years. I got to ask a question from Twitter tonight uh, that Oscar asked for for okay. uh, Mr. Risk. He said, um, I need to know why <laughs> a Risk refers to him as his hero. Uh, I want you to dive into this and shed some light on this. I need more info on why Michael <laughs> Myers is your hero. Um. I would say he was my hero because, well, my mother always told me that's probably the first film that ever got me to sit down and actually just watch something <laughs> and stay still. <laughs> like I was enthralled in it with the song and all the mask and whatever else is going on, you know. Maybe I shouldn't have been two years old watching that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, look at me. I turned, I turned out pretty kick ass. Yeah, you did, man. But, okay. Um, so, yeah, so. Another Halloween movie comes out and always reform because it's just fun to see him do his thing. And he is like one of the very Root first stalker films, you know. 
and it didn't like the original film didn't play around with you it wasn't trying to oversell you on something overly complicated it was some simple guy for whatever reason got out of a mental hospital and just started killing everybody and put on mm. this crazy ass mask Nice. Yeah. In your mom's cool. in your mom's defense, Ephraim, there is very limited violence in that first Halloween. It's just a fucking yeah, scary you, looking you look dude. At it compared to a lot of other films in the era, you know, it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. There was really there was very little blood, you know. Yeah. Everything was really just done quick and then move on to the next scene. It, and that's what I think miss like for me is what miss is missing always, like from some of the Halloweens is just that the, the fear of the, the subtlety and the fear of the unknown. The mm-hmm. the views of someone that's doing something, not even physically doing anything, but at the moment where they're just stalking someone, and why mm-hmm. are they doing that? Like, yeah. you just like even the original, or like you just see Michael Myers pops out from the side of the bush, right? You're like, yo, why is this dude just creeping? You know, mm-hmm. and that shit like kind of was scary. You from know? the shadow, and you just get a glimpse of the whiteness of his mask. You know, yeah, like, I miss those where he's like, like you said, like the stalking of it. Uh, yeah, I I miss them um, the point of view of him in the mask. Yeah, where we haven't gotten that in a while. I feel like you know I would like yeah. to them do that at some point in the next one because that would be cool throwback. You know, yeah, like, you haven't seen the breathing sure. in the mask for a while. So like that's one of my last questions. Then is it is that what makes it special? Because I'll say it's 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 terrifying to think that people can be like that. But then at the other point. Uh, being able to see through Michael's eyes and his mask is kind of like that. Uh, I guess the allure, the luster of the, the shape, which is you're mm-hmm. scared, but you're like seeing through his eyes yeah. and almost like trying to figure out what they're thinking, why they're doing what they're doing. And you're on that little like journey at that time. Yeah. In their mind, in their head. And I think that's what's special about what made it special from the jump. Probably. Good way to put it. But you, Scott. I agree with everything you guys just said. That's it. That's what makes it different from Jason Voorhees. I still see all of that because you got to take into account that they're during the first movie they did the flashback specifically, so you don't forget that this is Michael Myers. But he's aged now. He's evolving. Yeah, like he's uh he's old man and he's still doing this shit somehow. So that's that's another question. He's an animal, right? <laughs> He's an animal. Toilet wine. You can stop him. Toilet wine. Toilet. <laughs> In the original Halloween, Laurie messed up just one of his eyes or both of his eyes. One. Just one. Right. So he only has one yeah. good eye. Mm-hmm. Right. He's doing all this He's shit with one good eye. Peripheral vision. <laughs> <laughs> they even show that his vision's fucked up. A few times, he spun around the- and cut some dude like with one eye. With that. Yeah. Well, his other senses develop exponentially. No, that's totally believable, dude. I'm kidding, man. I know it's just funny though. It's like it is. Why you know, didn't like, just get an eye patch he- instead of a mask? Remember when he goes into that house? <laughs> he's a, he's to- a priest from from Silver Bullet. Oh, from from yes. Silver Bullet. <laughs> An eye patch. I'm telling you, everybody's got one eye. Fucking that werewolf. I don't know, man. Yeah, he would totally fuck that werewolf up. Y'all, y'all, even if the, the werewolf person. had a bet, it's the same person, man. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend loves Michael Myers. <laughs> Is he? 
<laughs> they both got no. their left their left <laughs> eyes are both gone, man. He's in hiding <laughs> in Tucker's Mill. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm calling oh, the gear piece is gonna be the next one. Did you guys oh, see what I'm saying though? Like they even show like that left eye is out because when he goes yeah, in the house with the hammer, he's walking mm-hmm. straight into the room and he kind of has to lurch and turn his whole fucking body to see the lady. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. He did a lot of cool stare downs in this film. Remember that guy was trying to choke him in the car and Mike was acting like he's getting choked and he just like pulls his head up and like, oh yeah. I'm like this ain't really doing anything to me, dude. Yep. <laughs> Dabs a knife through his eye socket. Yep. That was, that was pretty bad. Yeah. So overall, would you guys recommend it to anyone mm-hmm. that's uh, interested no, in anyone under the age of five? Season? You have to see this. Calling <laughs> uh, <laughs> all two year olds. Do not watch this <laughs> unless you're watching it with a parental guardian yes. and they're wearing an eye patch. Because <laughs> <laughs> then they can't see what you're watching anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cup your phone. Oh man, I think we had a question for Ephraim, right, Scott? Like what uh, what he likes to do around Halloween time? Yeah, like any traditions that you keep on Halloween? Uh, just decorating with the kids. My uh, son is infatuated with Halloween. He's always loved Halloween. Um, and this year he wanted to put webbing in his room, so we got so we did that. Not nice. the webbing just falling on, getting on everything. <laughs> he like <laughs> takes it down from higher places. He attaches it to the damn handles of his dresser and everything. So he's trying to get socks and stuff out of his dresser and he's webbing in the way. Like, dude, we can't do this like this. <laughs> <laughs> and how long is but that shit up? What what time of month does uh, that go up right away? A couple weeks so far. Yeah. <laughs> nice, so, man. Like, all right, dude, whatever. Have fun. <laughs> nice. So I helped him with that and just uh, taking him out to like the pumpkin farms and all that. Watching any like. Passing uh... our candy. Any kid-friendly Halloween stuff with them at all? Um, I watched something on Disney Plus them the other day. It was a Mickey Mouse thing, a Halloween thing, a little nice. show that they brought out this year. And, uh, both kids actually like that a lot. Uh, my daughter's she doesn't like scary crap at all. She's only eight, so that makes sense. <laughs> my son, uh, I feel like he'll watch some things. Not that I'm throwing him, you know, stuff like Halloween Kills or anything like that. But uh, right. I feel like he's gonna be a horror lover when he gets older. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but I started, I think, probably after like season three of Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. That's one, one thing I, I kind of started to do like every October is like I kind of started all the way back from the beginning and just start watching it like all month long, like here and there, like, you know, lunch breaks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, whenever I'm not, you know, working and stuff and just kind of watch an episode here and there. And my son, dude, he's like he loves like everything Halloween too, he loves like that's skeletons cool. and pumpkins and uh, yeah, that's my son too. He's mimicking zombies now. So like when he sees me, he goes, "Uh, <laughs> and he's only like two and a half." That's <laughs> so cool, that's funny. But uh, yeah, man, that's you know getting them into it, showing them. I think it's you know I know people say don't show kids like bad stuff at an early age, but I also think like you have to kind of show them that. at some point. You know, yeah, it's not it's not something to be afraid of. That. Especially yeah. nowadays with everything's everywhere, you know. Yeah. yeah. Brandon's birthday is like at the end of mm-hmm. October. So all his parties would always be Halloween themed and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. And when he was little, like you guys were just saying, he was fucking terrified of Chucky. Oh yeah. <laughs> Big time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, I lo- I'm loving it, man. 
that that yeah, one feels like episodes. it feels a lot like the originals like that's i mean it's a it's from the creator so right yeah. that makes sense you and they didn't fuck doing. around with any origin bullshit they just jumped right into it yeah yep there is one thing though that's that's kind mm. of a, I've, I've seen a picture on the internet and i know we're kind of done talking about halloween but i'll just mention um in the chucky series when the kid picks up the chucky doll from like the yard cell andy have you guys seen that picture that's floating around like of someone in a red like velvet like it's a woman in a red velvet dress kind of with like a head wrap on they're saying that's like jennifer tilly's character oh i'm really? gonna have to check it out yeah isn't she in a doll though no i mean apparently like maybe she, they, i don't know if that part she they might be rehashing or something but yeah. they're saying like maybe she put the doll at the yard cell or something like that i kind of okay. hate it there yeah i picked it up no, I didn't see that. Yeah, definitely worth checking out, though. Nice. So yeah, overall, I enjoyed Halloween Kills. This is your favorite horror franchise, Ephraim? Yeah, by far. Well, the original Halloween's my favorite film of all time. So, well, I watch that every Halloween. Watch the original Halloween on Halloween. Nice. So, my shit is the so. Crow, one and two, Halloween wise. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen part two, but the Crow is a really good movie. Though. All right, you know what, Scott? Next year we're gonna have to fuck. We're gonna do the crow too next year for uh, Halloween month for Scott. You gotta figure it you out. You don't have to. Look at you have to man because you love it. Look at like a little boy. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just in general, like we could cover the whole thing. My favorite is number two. I know everybody likes the first one, so if we're nobody's wow. feeling two, we can just focus on one. Yeah, I we have take, to do it. No, I think we should check out the sequel. Like everybody's seen part one, so yeah. There's also the third one with David Boreanaz as a cholo. I'll forget that. Rider. We're going in the series. I'm I'm in with the fourth one with Eddie Furlong. Let's fucking do it. That's <laughs> the one I'm talking. Oh, that's the fourth one. <laughs> that's the fourth one, bro. <laughs> yeah, we hit the whole series then. Uh, <laughs> and that was the end of this awesome Halloween Kills review episode. I gotta say thank you again to Mr. Risk and Great Scott for coming on and talking about this movie with me. And uh, make sure, if you're listening to us here, to follow us on social media at the No15 Allcast on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we also got a link to our new website up there on uh, our Twitter page. So check it out. Let us know what you think. And uh, make sure you tune in as we got a couple more holiday episodes coming at you uh, in the next couple months. Thanks again. And as always, it's your boy 7C saying peace out and God bless. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left, no reason. No uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. What do we do? He's been here once tonight. I think he'll come back. I'm going to wait for him.